Well, hey there. Welcome to the show. This is Andrew again, bringing you another story here from my brain. And I want to start off by reading you a quote from an author I'm reading, uh, or actually I'm listening to. I've been listening to books on, uh, it's not on tape, it's audible, whatever. It's just a book someone's reading, and I like that. This particular book was written by Mary Carr. It's called The Art of Memoir. And uh, I'll, I'll explain why this is a relevant quote in a minute, but I really, <laughs> I thought this was hilarious. Uh, okay, this is Mary Carr saying, I put just a teaspoon of cat shit in your sandwich, but you didn't notice it at all. To my mind, a small bit of cat shit equals a cat shit sandwich, unless I know where the cat shit is and can eat around it. So why am I telling you about a cat shit sandwich other than the fact that it's kind of a funny phrase, cat shit sandwich. Uh, so I'm about to tell you a story that is not entirely true. It's, um, it's an amalgam of moments and various diners around the country. It's called Spazzuccino. It's the name of the story. And this uh, didn't exactly happen. So yeah, here we have a sandwich, a.k.a. this story. And the cat shit within said story or sandwich is the extent to which all of it is fictitious. Um, it's a little confused, a little muddled. Quite a bit of cat shit in it, even though they are things that actually happened. Do you care? I don't know. Just so long as you know that it's a cat shit sandwich, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Does that make sense? If it doesn't, let me know. Okay, I uh, want to tell you really quickly, thank you. We've gotten some uh, positive feedback lately. That's nice. I'd like more of that or negative feedback or any feedback, whatever you got. That's great. It's good to hear from you. We've got a couple people who've said they want to read some stories. So far, no one has actually read shit, but we're, uh, we're putting the pressure on. So if you're a storyteller and you want to have one of your stories on the show, come on, give it to me. I actually need some help. I'm going to be uh, on a bicycle for about a month or so, and uh, be great if I had somebody else's stories to release on this podcast while... You know, while I'm not home and while I'm on a bicycle. So come on, man, help us out. Tell us a story. We'll put it on the show. Uh, let's see. Glenn's coming back next week. He's always got something good. Oh, yeah, this episode, you're going to hear a voice that you've not yet heard on this, uh, on this show. It's Ashley, Glenn's sweetheart. She uh, narrates the voice of this fictitious waitress who... Um, as I said before, is not made of cat shit, if you're confused. She's made of human being that's made up of imaginary thoughts. An amalgam of waitresses, if you will. I wouldn't, but you, you might. Anyhow, I hope you're having a great time and doing fun and interesting things with your life. And I hope you enjoy this little episode, this story called Spazzuccino. Until next time, adios. a cup of coffee? With long hair piled up high and pinned tight to her head, 
my lattice of bobby pins and many years of practice, the waitress grins at me. Her eyes reflect the sun coming in through the diner's windows, like jewelry in a house fire. Something about the way I say, yes please, causes her grin to blossom into a full-toothed smile. Without a word, she swivels her hips and turns confidently on thick soled sneakers, sturdy instruments which have traveled countless miles between the kitchen and the tables of this hearty slice of the American dream. She returns with a serving tray, on top of which sits a white porcelain sugar caddy which I do not need, a small bowl of plastic creamer containers which I do, and a mug the size of a newborn elephant's wash tub, filled with steaming black coffee. Everything feels just right. She lays it all neatly in front of me, with such care and consideration, I feel like a champion, congratulated and awarded the gold medal by the Olympic Breakfast Committee. I'll give you a sec with that menu, hun. She turns to walk away, and as she does, I reach for one of the creamers. My diner habits are well-formed and rarely vary. With a practiced plucking motion, I bring the creamer to my lips and lightly nick the bottom of the plastic container with one of my incisors, creating a tiny pinhole. As I do this, the waitress spins around once again, holding out a spoon. She pauses mid-twirl, and her toothy, late spring smile withers under an unexpected frost of confusion. We make eye contact, like a dog caught humping a pillow. I give her a sideways, wide-eyed glance. She approaches my table like I might take a small bite out of her next. What in the world are you doing with that creamer? I show her. With the small hole pointed above the wash tub of coffee, I grip the body of the container between my pointer and middle fingers, firmly placing my thumb over the paper tab which most normal people peel back and use to pour out the creamer. It's critical for the thumb to maintain even pressure or the paper will burst, sending an embarrassing splash of creamer all over the table. I give it a squeeze with my two fingers. The result is a two-toned blending of magical delight. With one simple motion, the coffee is flavored, cooled, and stirred, leaving a frothy cappuccino-like texture on the drink's surface and rendering a spoon unnecessary. take a moment to consider what it might be like if I were the captain of a tiny boat on the steaming lake of coffee. From above, a powerful geyser of white cream blasts from the bottom of an enormous plastic bucket as the energy from a giant's fingers becomes a powerful cream stream plunging mightily below the surface of Laguna de Cafecito. The roiling waves would be magnificent as the aroma of roasted coffee, so floral yet heavy with the heat and sweetness of the cream, spray luxuriant foam around my daring vessel. The waitress looks a little too puzzled. I pray she can't see the madness in my eyes. I think to myself, remember when we connected over that grin? We're pals, right? She returns the spoon to the marsupial pouch of her apron, gently cradled and preserved for the next chump who can't fathom such brilliance lighting up his morning cup. Once ablaze with a fiery sparkle, her eyes now feature a mere glassy shimmer as the ripples on the surface of Lake Cafecito dance 
in the same daylight previously captured by her iris. She looks like she wants to speak, but is unsure what to say. Through a more muted, late winter version of her grin, she tells me, I guess I've been a waitress for about as long as you've been alive. She pauses to collect her thoughts, then continues. In all those years, I'll bet I've served about a million cups of coffee. But not once in all that time have I seen anyone do that. Peering into the beautiful, well-earned wrinkles encircling her eyes and her grin, I believe her. Her puzzlement borders on revulsion, but she can't break free, even as the small silver bell in the kitchen window rings out, calling her to deliver the hot food like a god whistling for his dog. Who taught you to do that? Please tell me it wasn't your parents. I tell her the truth, which seems to bring a sense of satisfaction, if not relief. I learned it from a guy called Filthy. The god whistles a bit more forcefully, and the pool is too great to resist any longer. Sounds about right. I'll be right back. I've got more questions. She spins again on those sturdy heels and collects two arms worth of hot plates, each piled high with delectable treasures. Hot, buttery pancakes, crispy-edged eggs flecked with pepper, gently folded in cheesy omelets topped by green garnishes, and small mountain ranges of toast so crispy I can sense it from ten yards away. She returns to my table quickly. I hope her next question will have something to do with what I would like to eat, but deep down, I know it won't. She leans against the booth at a comforting and casual angle, suggesting she recognizes we've gone through something together. I can almost hear her, years from that moment, recalling, Remember that time you grossed me out by biting that nasty little bucket of creamer? But that future moment would have to wait. For now, we had other things to discuss. You know, I can't guarantee those creamers are clean. They go from table to table. No telling how many people touch those filthy little things. This is not a news flash, but a calculated risk I'm willing to take for the thrill of transmogrification. Reshaping a beverage from mere coffee to something so magically weird yet delicious and tactile. You got a name for that? It would have been a funny question from anyone else. I had to admit, I had thought of a name, but had never shared it. We were old friends now. Remember that time you made me tell you secrets in the early morning before you would feed me? So I tell her. I call it the Spazzuccino. She blinks so slowly I wonder if maybe the coffee here is so good that I'm traveling through time at a different speed. Yeah, that sounds about right as well. Straightening up with a fresh appraisal of my mental state, she takes my breakfast order, scribbling what looks like hieroglyphics onto the short order paper. As she spins away again, my wishes literally resting in the palm of her hand, I lift the drink to my lips, delighted to have it all to myself. I take a pull of its nutty warm genius and relax a bit more into the loud vinyl of the seat. I'm not embarrassed and only a little jealous when I see the cooks peering over the window, standing so close to my new old friend as they giggle and point.
a trick that I found You break it on apart and you turn it around You slide it in easy and you twist it in tight Hey buddy got a white Thanks for tuning in to the Raised by Whoops fake radio show. This is Glenn. Both Andrew and I are grateful for your time and attention. If you enjoyed that story, we'd appreciate if you could tell your friends, family, or even a few strangers about the show. Additionally, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. If you have a short story you'd like us to tell, or even some music you'd like to share, you can reach out via the website, raisedbywhoops.com. We're glad to have you with us. Until next time, thanks. Take care. By the filter, there's a trick that I found. You break it on apart and you turn it around. You slide it in easy and you twist it in tight. Hey, buddy, got a white Well, I'm full, full of that molecular Set. I got a, a crooked cigarette